This program is part of the Infinite Potato Alliance. Visit us at infinitepotato.com. I'm Jared Stern. I think people should listen because we're desperate for attention right now. (laughs) I'm also Jared Stern. This is what I like to call an exercise in benign narcissism. And you're Between Two Sterns. I've spent a week up here and um, apparently winter isn't over in part of this country. No, welcome to Watertown, where sometimes the water is snow. <laughs> uh, my mom sent me a picture because Watertown made it onto the news the other day. Yeah. <laughs> because we were Saw getting that. so much snow. Yeah. Never heard of Watertown before. Look. You're the, making it newsworthy. Between two sterns, putting Watertown on the map. <laughs> Finally. <laughs> so are you settling in? Are you- I'm getting there. You can see kind of the background a little bit. You see, I got a fake palm tree that I put in the corner just to make it seem like <laughs> left out. Just seem it, make it seem ever more tropical. Yeah, I, I think I'm like 75% of the way through. I got all the furniture unpacked and, you know, I've spent hours assembling, you know, hex screws and wood screws. And Is this, is this Ikea furniture? No, I did a lot of Wayfair stuff this time. Okay. Um, and like, I know what I like. One of the things that I prioritized is this type of couch that I feel like Ikea made popular years ago. It's the, if you guys get a chance to see it, it's like a sectional, it's an L-shaped couch. Uh-huh. And then you just pull the bottom up and it pulls up until it just like a mega couch where it's just, so the underneath the L-shape pulls up and it okay. becomes like a mega couch. And it's just like a lounging bed to watch TV. It's magnificent. So I got one of those. Um, Chloe's acclimating well. She actually really likes looking out the windows. So well, good. It's been a disaster. It took nine hours to drive from DC up here because we took a bunch of my parents' furniture. They had a storage unit because they sold their place down in Florida, so they had all their crap in a storage mm-hmm. unit up here in uh, up in Maryland. We're paying like three hundred bucks a month for this thing, just for it to sit and collect dust. So I took a bunch of it. So we got a tractor hitch. It's the first time I ever did the hitch. To a car. Now, what what were you, what car were you pulling this thing with? No, no, no. So, okay. So this was my friend's car, which was a, like a 2017 Jeep Wrangler. Okay. So you were pulling it with a four, with a four wheel drive. Yeah. yeah. So they were driving one car. I was driving the other. Both of us could have easily gotten the speed limit, but because the instruction manual says to never go over 55 miles an hour, pulling a trailer. And we've never done any of these things before, which should have been like a six and a half, seven hour drive took for fucking ever. Yeah. And like, I drove through every season I'd missed through four, seven years through it. Like at one point, <laughs> at one point it rained and just cleaned all the California dirt off of my car because in Cali, you live in the desert. So like you're sure. constantly getting your car washed because you get sand and shit being kicked up onto it. But I forgot that out here on the East coast, you have natural car washes occurring frequently. So, yeah. we have, Not only do we have natural car washes, but we have natural reasons to get your car washed with all the goddamn pollen that's being kicked up in the air right now. I'm telling you right now, I don't know what the fuck is happening, but I have not had any allergy problems since I've gotten back to this East Coast. Wow. Maybe a couple of sniffles, but not anything that I'm not normally experiencing. So I think I'm over, like, because the way allergies works, people, is, let me explain it to you, because I've had terrible allergies my entire life. I think we went over this in the last episode. Right. So this is where the histamine and like, so histamine in your body detects viruses and then it sends the appropriate blood cell to attack it. But 
I'm now closer to death than I am to life. So I think my histamine is just like, ah, whatever. Like, let it through. Unless mm -hmm. it's COVID, we're just going to let it pass through. So I haven't had allergy problems up here. Well, congratulations. Yeah. I'm, ha I'm happy to hear there's not a new health problem that, that has emerged <laughs> since you've made this trip. Just my lower back. It's tough to find people to walk on my lower back. Which is okay. a real, no, it's a real thing. Like I have this lower back pain that's me for a couple of months now. I've always seen like on, on TV shows mm -hmm. about with people walking on the back yeah, and that being a remedy. But got, that's a real, that's a real thing. So I went to uh, like an Asian Korean spa thing for my birthday this past year. Uh -huh. in uh, mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, so I went and got a massage and this was the first time this ever happened where they put you on your stomach and you know, your eyes are closed, you're doing your thing. And all of a sudden I feel feet on my back. And I realized that when I walked in, it's a very simple room, but there were bars on the ceiling and I couldn't figure out, it looked like um, gymnastics bars. Those two bars that run parallel. <laughs> parallel, parallel bars, sure. And like being the crazy OCD Virgo I am, I look at them and I go, well, I'm not gonna be able to relax through this massage until I figure out what the fuck these bars are for, because that's all I'm thinking about. And the only reason, and the only way you found out was to have someone stand on your back. These don't seem like fingers. They seem shorter than normal fingers. <laughs> and then I was like, ah, oh, the bars are for you to grip overhead so you can push down into the person's back. And that's when, wow. I, and that's when I discovered I've been doing it wrong the, all my life. Like every time I've ever asked somebody to give me a massage, they've never been able to do anything worthwhile. It's, it's very nice, but like I have knots in there that are like bricks. So like, I have definitely had friends of mine recently where I've been like, hey, can you just stand on my lower back and just kind of move back and forth? I am no, uh, I'm not a, what, what's the what's the proper term for, for a masseuse? A kinesiologist or something like that? A, uh, what's uh, the Masseologist. Okay, well, I'm not know. saying, I'm not gonna say that word because it's not correct. I, <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm not one of those, but what right. I have found is because uh, Andrea also has she constantly needs to be stretched and mm -hmm. and massaged, and she has like those um those uh, suction cups oh, that you put on yeah, yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's, it, 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 instead of the um the classic shiatsu method where they t like light a flame underneath it and let the right. suction from the, the air being suctioned out let let that stick it to you. She has like a pump that she takes these cups and attaches a, a like a trigger pump to it. Basically, it creates the suction. And then you pull a pin and then it releases the, the tube, but the, the cup remains until you release the pressure. So she can do, like, she can do a shiatsu massage, but she does it with a suck, basically a suction kind of action. This is like a of, chicken and the egg thing for me. How does she get her arm far enough back there to like put the suction cups on? Well, sometimes I'm the one who places it. Ah, there it goes. You're a good However, however what I have found is that a good technique for for massage for people uh who need deep tissue or have like deep deep knotted muscles yeah is to take the point of your mm. elbow and jam it yep. into the uh, affected area and i find that that uh that does the trick good luck doing that to yourself but i'm just saying if if you have a friend who's willing to go macho man randy savage off the top <laughs> rope and into your uh into your deltoid then uh, go for it no that's the goodness there's a there was a product on shark tank years ago which was like a hook that wrapped around, just imagine like a big plastic hook with a point on it. And mm -hmm. you would put it behind, like you would hold onto it here, it would go behind your back and it would like, you could pull it 
into those spots. I think it's pretty popular. I got it for it, somebody. Is it called a meat hook? Because that's what it sounds like. <laughs> it does look like a meat hook. And honestly, it should be marketed as one. I think you can find them in Target at this point. I, I got it for my uh, girlfriend at the time. And it did wonders for her back then. So Cool. All right. Yeah. So what's going on with you? I feel like I had a pretty big week. Well, I, I, I've had a lot going on. Uh, in, in, in the world of this particular Jared Stern. Yeah. So one of the things that has been a kind of a struggle for me, uh, obviously, arrested development is, a, I think, a common theme for this podcast. And, yes. and I am an adult, I swear. And one of the things that I have been derelict in, even with the pandemic, I've been a pretty negligent in my dental uh, health as far as going to a professional dentist yeah obviously i brush my teeth every day i'm not an animal you know but i haven't been to a dentist in quite some time and my my mother has reminded me of this several times because she is she is the daughter of a dentist i am the grandson of a dentist so i didn't I, know I, I didn't know oral work uh ran so heavily in your family uh, well i mean it, it, at least at least two generations well, I use um, oral work because obviously you use your mouth for part of your career. I use my. I, you are a where, magnificent oralist, and I can this, say that this mouth is where my bread is buttered. And <laughs> I, but the dentist that I used to go see, who was a like a family friend, and I've mm -hmm. been to forever, been seeing me since I was a kid. He's all the way up in Annapolis. Okay, you know how far away Annapolis, Maryland, is from from DC? It's like an hour or two. It's like it's almost Baltimore. It's pretty yeah, far it's away. It's like uh, and, and so I had gone to see him like every six months for a little while. And then it turns out the insurance that I have does not, he does not accept. <laughs> of course he doesn't. Of course not. So, so I've had to find a new dentist and I, you know, I've been, I'm a creature of habit mm -hmm. and I like my old dentist. And so I've been hesitant to find a new one. And so, Andrea, if you can't get your way, just quit. I understand. No, yes. sure. Hey, yes. That, yeah. That, that really is a, a sentiment <laughs> that, that I share. So, and, Andrea, God bless her, uh, because she was, she was tired of hearing every time that I would visit with my parents, my, my mother telling me, have you, have you made a dental appointment yet? She fucking made an appointment for me. Your mom? No, 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 no. Andrea made the appointment for me. Andrea made the appointment for me so she didn't have to hear it every time that, <laughs> that I got together with my sister. I'm not going to lie. I don't know which one is worse now that I'm well, really doing <laughs> They both ain't great. But like I said, <laughs> I'm an adult, I swear. Look, I'm just going to, to, to give you credit before we move on. Do you know what one of the greatest characteristics of good CEOs are? What's that? You always surround yourself with people smarter than you. And Always. Oh, and she's the smartest. I think so you good. and I have done almost the responsibility of equivalent of that, which is we know we're irresponsible. So right. we always surround ourselves with people more responsible than us. Yes. And I, I've been very happy to have one of the most responsible, thoughtful people in my entire life with me for, let's see, well, we've been uh, coming up on married for nine, but I've uh, we've been together, living together since 20. 10 so yeah i'll take things that won't get edited out of this podcast for 100 please and that's gonna that's be that right. sentence right there <laughs> <laughs> any hoodle so uh so the the place where she got me this appointment was mm -hmm. a place called tend which is a boutique <laughs> just the number or the letters no tend t-e-n-d tend t-e-n-d yeah, so like to, to like tend to, to something to tend to like something. you would tend to something gotcha in fact when i when i called them 
to to verify my my insurance, they said, "Hello, my name is so and so. How can I tend to you today?" Mm. Um, it's kind of it's a very it's kind of a boutique dental studio thing. It's very millennial. It's very yeah. Anyway, oh, no. it's a, how it's can a I thing. tend to you today? It feels oddly like back alley, like massage parlor. <laughs> <laughs> right. Feels like how can I walk on your back today? <laughs> right. um, so anyway, so I, I went to this place, and the the office is right down the street from where I live. So convenience wise, it was fine. But now, I, I, like I said, I have not been to a dentist in about five years, so I knew that, like you, so you you recently went to the dentist oh, too, right? Yeah. So remember when you were talking about how they were calling out numbers and stuff like that, and you had to get a crown and all that stuff. Oh okay. yeah. So this 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 appointment was to kind of set the baseline for me. Yep. Right, and. One of the things that Andrea told me about this place was that they let you watch Netflix while your teeth are being cleaned. Went to one of those before their magnificent goal. Okay, so so this was so uh, this was not the cleaning appointment. This was the take pictures of my teeth so they have it on record. Right, right. And then and then someone can tell me how bad my mouth looks. And there was a there was a computer screen in in the studio that said, "Hello, Jared. We've we've curated this this experience just for you." And the other thing that just boggled my mind was if you looked like if they, they leaned you back in the chair and you looked up at the ceiling, there was a fucking TV screen yes! on the ceiling. Yes. That was showing you relaxing images or <laughs> like like uh, trickling streams right. or like volcanoes or just, just pictures of nature to kind of kind of chill you out. Right. What they one of the things they did was when I when I first sat down was they put a blood pressure uh, thing on me because apparently the Novocaine that they use, the, the numbing agents they use, contain epinephrine. And so they want to make sure that your heart is in good working order before they give the shit to you so that you, they, don't, they don't cause an episode. Do you and, remember when I got mine done and they gave me the shot and we didn't know there was epinephrine or what, what was it called? Epi- epinephrine. And I passed out in the chair. I started calling them. I was like, excuse me. And I passed out and I woke up in a cold sweat. I have a video of this somewhere. <laughs> oh, no, I, I don't remember this at all. I'll send you the video. And it's okay. Video. Wow. Yeah. Anyway, so they put, a, they put a blood pressure monitor on. That's and, insane. That's crazy. And when, I, when I've gone to the doctor in the past, and again, going to the doctor was something that was a whole other thing uh, that I had been negligent of. And I typically, whenever I go to like the urgent care for something, and they take your blood pressure. I always get commented on that I have amazing blood pressure. I have really, I don't know why it's something that would be remarkable, but every time, like the last couple of times I've gone to the doctor for like, uh, for like urgent care or, or just for a checkup, they've said, wow, you've got really good blood pressure. So anyway, so I, I mean, put the cuff on. I don't know why anybody's surprised. The leading cause of high blood pressure is stress. Right. And between Andre and your mom taking care of all of your social responsibilities, you've had no stress mm. your entire life. Oh yeah, that's exactly how this works. <laughs> that's exactly how this works. Right, I've led a stress-free <laughs> existence because I've had my wife and my mother to take care of my every need. No, you're absolutely right. And hearing being, it out loud, being, now, now that I hear it out loud, I, I understand how it hits differently on the ear. In the head, <laughs> on the paper, the logic was sound, but out loud, <laughs> not so much. Anyway, so so uh, the the hygienist puts the puts a blood pressure thing on me, and then she looks at it, and and I said, so how is it? Is it, is it good? And she goes, oh no. <laughs> <laughs> and so apparently, I guess I was harboring some stress no. about about the about the overall dental experience because I hadn't been in so long, and I was going to a new place, and so I guess 
I had a little bit of stress about what I was about to experience. So luckily there was no Novocaine involved in this particular visit. So they didn't have to worry about that. Uh, anyway, so they did the whole thing where they uh, took x-rays of all my teeth and they did the thing where they check the, uh, I'm not sure exactly what the numbers were, but it was a thing where they call out the numbers and say- Is it on a scale of it, one to four or one to five? One to, one to five and you want it, it's like, a, they said it's like a golf score. You want it to be as low as possible. Yeah, and yeah, I, one I, is good. Yeah. I actually got a couple zeros. Hey, now. Is yeah, that because no, no, no. the teeth I... weren't there? <laughs> <laughs> Those no. don't count, Jared. <laughs> no, I know. Those but are your no, wisdom teeth. They got I only years I, ago. I, was on, I only heard one five. You had a five? A, and, but then everything else was like fours and mostly ones and twos. That's not bad. I, I, no, ran, no, that, I ran that three to four gamut like hard. Yeah. yeah, I was yeah, three I mean, four there, on everything. There were a couple. There were a couple fours. There was one five, and then everything else was zeros, ones, and twos. So okay. overall, I was uh, so I'm feeling good. Yeah, I'm I feeling good too. about it hmm. because I I had heard I rem- I remembered your experience and I remember <laughs> right. you saying your mouth was was full of garbage and that <laughs> and that and and so I could only imagine what, what what my state of being was. So that so the hygienist does her check and then right. she brings in the heavy. She brings in the actual dentist. Right. Okay. So, and then the dentist has to take a look and then get a handle on the situation. And here's something that I thought, here's something that I, a a truth that I I, I had been told or, or, or something that I had been told early on in my life and that I thought I was in the clear for. So my wisdom teeth, I've got three out of four wisdom teeth. You still have your wisdom teeth? I'm getting to it. Okay. So I still have three. I, I have three out of four wisdom teeth. One didn't come in. I got one that came in fine and two that came in sideways. Eey. Right. But the, my dentist at the time said, as long as it's not causing you any discomfort, it doesn't make any sense to remove them because they were so sideways and it, it would have been it would have been a mess. So as long as it's not causing you any discomfort, just keep them clean. You're fine. And I, and I, and I went with that and I've been going with that for you know, 20, 30 years. So I'm getting this, I'm getting this checkup here. And, uh, and the dentist is looking at it and goes, and, and I hear her say, Oh, that's completely decayed. That has to come out. I'm like, Oh, huh? I was like, what? And she's like, yeah. So this, this wisdom tooth right here is completely rotten. And you need, we have, we're going to give you a referral for an oral surgeon. And I have to get my fucking wisdom teeth taken out. I'm 46. <laughs> I cannot tell you how fucking pissed I am. Okay. I think I was 14. Yeah, right. Exactly. Exactly. Like I, I never have, I've never had my tonsils removed. I never had tonsillitis and I've never had to worry about wisdom teeth. Mm-hmm. I thought that was something that I would, I was spared. And so yeah. I don't have to, I wouldn't have to worry about it. Nope. Turns out. Nope. Um, so <laughs> I, I can't wait. For that week of recovery or whatever the fuck it takes. It's really not that bad. The, the recovery is not that bad. It isn't. But the fact that this is this is the thing that, that kind of yeah. gets to me, though. I wonder if people have been lying to me or if people have been just been being nice. Because if I have something that is physically oh, rotting yeah. inside my goddamn mouth, I mean, no one has told me my breath has been uh, like the zombie breath or, or anything like that. Like I haven't, I haven't been told. And, and that, and like, I am, I'm literally decaying. I, 
Yeah. It's yeah. yeah, something that I, that, yeah. that I, I constantly struggle with is that as I'm getting older, I feel like I'm, I'm with, I, I'm, I'm basically a stop motion animation of that one scene from, uh, from the last crusade where he Crazy drinks the melt. wrong grail. Like I'm just doing that, but slower. I will but tell now, you, I, I'll you tell you, I, I've never noticed anything with your breath. And even if you don't believe me, if there was anything wrong with your breath, Andrea would have brought it up by now. No, I know exactly. So, exactly. And, like, and she's too astute to be like, hey, babe, like, and you talk for a little, like you stand in front of a bunch of people. Yeah. Some audience member at some point would have been like, get a stick of gum, you asshole. Like that. Right, no, well, and, but that's the other thing though. I do chew a lot of gum. Okay. Like that's, that's, a, that's something that I, that I do. Also, it could be the placement also. Like it's the back of your tooth, all that, all that sure, bile could sure. be dropping down the back of the throat. We're not talking about a front seat that's getting blown through. Right, right, right. So I, I think the, the, the problem is the reason why it wasn't, uh, the reason why it's in the state that it's in is it's slightly below the gum line. So actually getting to it and cleaning it properly just wasn't happening, at least yeah. not the way I'm able to clean my teeth. So, so yeah, I, it's just can't. a keg in your, your jaw just falls. Out. Yeah. Yeah. Right. No, exactly. I just can't fucking wait for that. Um, I'm so excited for you. That's going to be such a good episode. <laughs> <laughs> when I got my wisdom teeth out, they gave me the Novocaine one. I might've brought this up on the other podcast, but I turned to one of the nurses and I was out of it. They gave me the Novocaine in my mouth and they gave me the laugh again. So I looked at her, I go, bet you I could bite through my bottom lip. <laughs> and she goes, don't do that. Jared. I'm like, I'm just saying. I bet I could. I could do it. And then I started to test it. And then they wired my mouth open for the rest of it. They just put me in this like open mouth thing. And, Man, uh, I don't know. Oh, so, so that was the other thing. So I was, I, because I, I, I had heard this thing that I was going to be able to watch Netflix or yeah. some streaming service while I was in the chair. I, I kind of, are, I'm, I'm going to test you now. Sure. And I don't know if you're going to get this reference. Okay. But do you know what I'm talking about if I say the clockwork orange chair? Yeah. Okay. The uh, Medvenko technique, correct? Something like that, where they put the little uh, toothpicks in the eyes and force the eyes open to keep watching yeah. the street. Okay. Yeah. All right. So, yeah. So the clockwork orange chair, he's, he sat in, yeah. in, in, in the chair and forced to watch like all these things while, he, while listening to his, like Ludwig von Beethoven. Yeah. And it ruins him for that music because. So I was thinking if I was going to be stuck in, in a dentist chair, watching netflix like should i watch something i know i'm supposed to hate mm. anyway so in order to not ruin my uh mm. my experience with it because i have to figure like you know getting your teeth cleaned is not the most uncomfortable thing in the world but if you're getting something like that done like i'm gonna have to go back and get a filling and i'm gonna have to go back and get get my teeth scraped and, and well here's and, the and good paint fluoride on them and whatever you're not gonna get a filling because they're not gonna replace the wisdom tooth no no no, not a filling in the wisdom tooth that's oh, a, but another a separate one. issue there is but another they are they are gonna have to cut into your gum line to get. No, this I know. They're gonna have to go digging for this thing. I know. I'm not happy about it. We should generate a list of things that you should potentially watch for this. Top of my list right now is Little Shop of Horrors. Well, well, here's the thing. No, I, 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 for the for the actual <laughs> wisdom teeth removal, I'm going to be out. They're going to knock me out. So is that is watch. that confirmed? It, it fucking better be. <laughs> I don't know if that's the way it works anymore, my dude. I a I, lot of times I, they don't like to knock you out because they're afraid that you're going to suffocate and die. And you the, can't the, tell the, hygieni- the hygienist lady made it sound like I was going to be knocked out for this procedure. Okay. So I don't think I'm not going to be watching anything while that's happening. This is going to be when they're doing the teeth cleaning and much more regular conventional dentist stuff. So so that's 
I think what we might want to try and do, and maybe something I can, I can try and do is do it like a Jared after dentist yeah, I like kind this. of thing yeah. where I, I, I almost want to try to record the podcast, like while I'm still groggy. Like I, I, I'll be around for this. We can figure out a way for you to like zoom in on your phone or something and I can still <laughs> record it on my end. Well, I, I have to imagine. So uh, Andrea or somebody else, like maybe maybe one of my parents will be driving me home. Hopefully it'll be it, it, it would be Andrea because then she would be able to figure out the phone or yeah. whatever recording device would be. And then I could you just have blackmail material for the rest of our relationship. I so. think we're just I think we're just looking at good video content at that point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, when's, so that the, was, uh, when's the appointment? Uh, well, the actual wisdom tooth appointment has not been made yet. Oh, okay. Uh, I have the referral. I got to call the doctor and figure out what's going on with that. The cleaning appointment is happening. Oh, it's on Cinco de Mayo. <laughs> I'm getting I'm getting the cleaning done on Cinco de Mayo. So I'll I'll uh, I'll make sure to eat a lot of guacamole before I uh, before I go into the office. I'll start drinking early, so we're at the same level. Sure. So I went to the dentist. The dentist was Monday. Monday was also tax day. Mm-hmm. And, and it was a giant deluge. It was just like the perfect storm of just garbage for a day that can happen to a yeah. person. The dentist and tax day and, and, a thunder, and being caught in a thunderstorm. I got to tell you, the thing that has saved my ass ever since I've gotten back to the West Coast is this uh, jacket that I cannot speak highly enough of. Now, you might not know what the fuck I'm talking about, but uh, I recently rewatched Nathan for You. Did you ever watch Oh, Nathan? yes, I've heard of that show. So Nathan, for you, is a magnificent show with a uh, Canadian comedian named Nathan Fielder. His vibe is actually like a modern-day Andy Kaufman. He doesn't have a stand-up special. He doesn't market himself as a stand-up comedian. He just came out of nowhere. And it's like one of these like self-help business scenarios where it's like... Right, sure. The business like is... He, yeah. He, le- he, he, he lends his quote-unquote expertise out to, 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 yeah. to struggling businesses to try to get them like special promotion or something right like that. but so absurd concept so oh, completely heard, absurd if you heard a couple of years ago probably one of his most famous ones have you if if you've ever heard on the news dumb starbucks being promoted so about back in 2017 it went like viral through the news that this coffee shop he got he got hired so one of the uh people on his show was a coffee shop that was struggling to make a name for himself and he said well the problem is you don't have brand recognition um but starbucks has a lot of brand recognition so uh, if we just modeled all of our branding off of Starbucks, we could do that. But he knows a judge and he sits down with the judge and the judge goes, no, you can't do that because they'll sue you. He goes, well, <laughs> what about parody law? And then it cuts away. He goes, parody law means that you can use all of the branding of a product as long as it's clearly a parody. As long as it's clearly making fun of it. Right. Sure. So if you just put the word dumb, very tiny in front of Starbucks and all this stuff, dumb Starbucks, dumb latte, dumb espresso, <laughs> dumb frappuccino. So he opens this dumb Starbucks. Everything is identical to Starbucks down to the uniforms, except the oh word dumb in front of it. Dumb. Please look it up. And and by by the way, I saw the news art or it go viral in the news. I had no idea it was him. Uh, so this is his shtick. One thing that he talked about was how he always wears the same jacket. I forget the name of the company, but it was like a um, it's like a North Face type brand. Mm-hmm. He's like, I love this jacket. I wear it everywhere. You see me wear it all the time on my show. This is season two. But I recently discovered my dad informed me because he's a Jewish kid. His parents are Canadian Jews. My dad informed me that the <clears throat> the people who make the jacket, the CEO, the parent company, the people who own it, uh, are big Holocaust deniers. Oh, no. And he's like, and I couldn't support a brand that denies the Holocaust. He goes, so I set out to make a jacket that I could wear. And so he, from the ground up, develops this high-end luxury like jacket, like North Face, 
called Summit Ice, like in the same place. <laughs> That's whole purpose is not only to provide jackets, but to promote Holocaust awareness. Oh, wow. Okay. So the tagline of Summit Ice is deny nothing. And the page is just the jacket and then 40 pages of Holocaust like pictures. <laughs> the Jews that did and I saw that I saw I was rewatching it with a friend of mine and I was like, this jacket can't be for real. I look it up. It's an actual fucking website. All of the proceeds go towards like promoting Holocaust awareness. I bought the jacket. It's the greatest jacket I've ever owned. Like look up this, just go and type in summit ice and go to the website. So you can see just what I'm talking about. Okay. We, we will, we will link it on the episode. Um, all right. So no, I, no, I'm saying pull it up right now before we tie oh, off oh, this conversation. Want... Yeah. All right. Fine. Just type in summit ice. Just so you understand what I'm talking about to the level that he took it to. Should be summit summit ice apparel dot com dot com. The summit ice soft shell shop jackets shop, shop apparel Holocaust facts. <laughs> Keep scrolling down. <laughs> wow. It's okay. Uh, if you have not watched the show, Nathan, for you, it's on I think it's so, on well, HBO Max. He just got a new deal to do another series of shows. Oh, really? HBO. Um, but it's been taken like three or four years because he's such like a candid guy. He has a little, I might've said this already. He has a little bit of like an Andy Kaufman vibe where like right. he gets so immersed in his character that the moment people figure out who he is, he essentially can't do his thing. Right. Anymore. Sure. Yeah. Well, that's, that's like the problem that <clears throat> Sasha Baron Cohen. Had. Exactly. Like, yeah, once, they figured, once they figured out it was him, they kind of knew, knew the gag. So they had to, exactly. he had to find people that were just patently unaware of him. Or before. just morons like uh, or morons. Giuliani. Yeah. Right. Exactly. There's that too. Sure. There is one other thing that I wanted to tell you about. So when last we spoke, I yes. think this is when last we spoke. Um, it's it's tough to keep things together as far as what comes up on what episode. But I told you that in a couple of weeks I am going to go see William Shatner. Yes, and Ben at Folds. the Kennedy Center with Ben Folds and the National Symphony Orchestra. Yes, he says. So, turns out that's not the only eccentric actor performing musically that i will be seeing i'll give you three guesses i'd be shocked if you get it if you get it in three all right here we go can i get can i get a question you can all right i'm gonna ask a question mm -hmm. do you use a fork a knife or a spoon for this act do you not remember the haggis conversation oh, Jesus uh, Christ. <laughs> do you want to ask me legitimate questions yeah i just wanted to do a callback to a prior episode okay, first sure. thing we forgot oh, about oh, anyway please okay um an actor, male actor or female actor? Male actor. Male actor who is not known for singing. Uh, uh, yeah, not known for musical performance. Did you post this on Facebook? I don't want to come I, up with a guess here. I posted it on Twitter. I so there's no way I saw that. Um, um, but oh, and, and, and I'll let you know that it's not singing. It's jazz piano. An actor... Who is playing jazz piano? Yeah, I feel like I have one that's in my mind, but okay. I feel like it's also perfectly reasonable for this person to be playing jazz piano. Yeah, no, no. At once I saw that they were on the schedule, and I was like, "Holy shit!" Yeah, that tracks. Okay. If I get this right, I don't want any shit like I cheated again. Okay, I want. Okay. Jeff Goldblum. Fuck you. you Are cheated. you serious? You <laughs> two for cheated. two, baby. Two for two. Let's go. Come on. Let's out. You, you had to There's, have seen. I'm in your head. How do you not know this <laughs> at this point? I talk more with you than I talk with my own goddamn family. I'm in your head. 
But yeah, Jack Two, Goldblum. Four, two. That's, That's awesome, insane. though. How do you know? How, I don't how did know. You guess that? I was thinking of eccentric actors. Yeah, and, no, and then when you I, said piano, I was like, who would be the weirdest person who I could imagine would be like, hey, here's a little ditty that I picked up on. Right. And no, I was no, like, it, it and all I could, tracks. as soon as it, I was like this, like Jeff Goldblum was, and yeah. when you were like, it tracks what you think about it. I was like, who out, like nobody else would have tracked as well as Jeff Goldblum. So, so one of the things that's, that's kind of amazing to me oh. is that like, so you have, you have Shatner on, on, right. on one weekend, you have Goldblum on the other weekend. Both of them have speech patterns that are almost like jazz in themselves. Yeah. Like they're very, uh, a lot of pregnant pauses, a lot of like ums and ahs that are yeah. very staccato. And, you know, a lot of, it, there's a musicality to, to their cadence anyway. And yeah, so when I, when I saw he was playing jazz piano, I was like, oh, fuck. Well, when am I going to get a chance to do this again? So yeah, so I'm going to go see Jeff Goldblum at the Strat. I want to see William Shatner and Jeff Goldblum perform If I Had a Million Dollars by Berenice Cavanius. <laughs> I feel like that would be an amazing cover for the four. If I had a million dollars. Nah, I can't do a Goldblum it, off the top yeah, of my head. I, but it starts out with the, with the uh, jazz yeah. piano. Then there's the, 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 the running and, <laughs> and the scream. Jeff Goldblum is, is a treasure at this point. Yeah, no, Jeff, he, is a, he is a national treasure. Yes, I'm going to say this in a weird way. I feel like his energy and his vibe, I feel like Jeff Goldblum is the American Patrick Stewart. Interesting. Little eccentric, little out there, but everybody loves it. There was a show that was on sci-fi for a little while. Only two seasons. Great fucking show. Do yourself a favor and check this out. It's called Happy. Just Are you familiar happy? with it? No. The I word Happy. So. Are you familiar with the show at all? It's a, it's, so. a, it's a fucked up show. It's nuts. It's Christopher Maloney from yeah, of, yeah. of uh, Law, and uh, Order. Law and Order fame, who is no, who is hilarious. By the way, if you've he seen is him, an amazing comedic actor that so does not fun. get enough credit for being a comedic actor. Right. Okay, Hot so American Summer. He's incredible. That's exactly what I was thinking of. Yeah. He's like the the what the the cafeteria guy. Yeah. Anyway, so he plays this cop. Who's a big know, stretch for him? Big stretch. Well, sure. He, but he, <laughs> sure. He, he's playing a cop who constant disciplinary actions. He's always, you know, he's uh, he's got a record for being ultra violent and, right. and that sort of thing. And he has a daughter, and the daughter uh, gets gets kidnapped. All right, and something happens where Maloney's character gets conked in the head, mm-hmm. and so now he can see his daughter's imaginary friend, who is. A, a horse, a unicorn almost, that is being voiced by Patton Oswalt named Happy. I remember seeing commercials for this yeah, show. Yeah, it is so fucking nuts. And so the first one, there were, there were two seasons. One of them was, so the, 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 the girl was kidnapped by somebody who was dressed in a Santa Claus outfit. And the whole theme of the, of the show was around Christmas. The second season was around uh uh, basically this uh, psychotic children's entertainer who, and the whole thing was based around Easter. Wait, it how is, old was the daughter? The daughter was maybe like, mm, I don't know, seven, eight years old. Okay, Not, I needed to, because I, I had her at like taken age where like- No, 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 much younger. It was like probably. 20 or something. Okay, much so younger. she has a seven, and it's a, she can see the imaginary horse as well, yes? Well, the, she gets separated from her imaginary friend. Like when she gets kidnapped, Happy goes in search of help, right? And goes to it's try like and a find the father. Type of thing. Right, sure. Go, goes to try and find, get help from the dad. But the right. dad, but, but, and then something happens to the dad. Like, I think he gets, 
he has like a near death experience and all of a sudden he can see the thing. And so he thinks he's, he thinks he's going out of his mind because he can see this animated horse that's, you know, trying to get, trying to lead him to his daughter. It is so good. This is not relevant to the story, but when she, when he finds the daughter, can she see the horse? I think so. Is this like a Stewie from Family Guy thing where you're not sure whether or not the family can hear him or not? They, they haven't really established it. I, I, I I'm pretty sure that the daughter can. It, it, like they don't get reunited until the very end of it. Right. Because if she can't season. see him, then it's his imaginary friend. It's it's sure. Right. There's a whole whole relationship. Do yourself okay. a favor if you can find it streaming. Happy? Watch it. Okay. I'll Happy. But the reason why I bring it up is the on the very like the very last episode. Right. of the second season, which turned out to be the last season of the show. So they have this scene where Happy is up in the clouds, or I, 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 I forget exact, but he sees God, okay? And God okay. is played by Jeff Goldblum. And he's basically <laughs> a mass of clouds in the shape of Jeff Goldblum's head. And it is so fucking perfect the way that he, A, like just, just basically like this nonchalance uh, that that uh that he has and it's he's basically just explaining existence to this imaginary horse and it's 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 a really good show and uh it's not for everybody it is fucked up like it is i'll check it out i like that i like that messed up stuff it is super messed up but it's really well done and maloney's fantastic and pat Oswalt is really i mean the voice acting is great and basically everyone in it is very good and it's it I is, like Pat and Oswald a lot too. I do. And yeah, and it's and it's super ultra violent and it's great. Do yourself a favor. Anyway. Check it out. Um, so yeah, so I don't know how we're ending this particular podcast, but but yeah, so in, in, in consecutive weekends, I'm seeing Shatner and then I'm seeing Jeff Goldblum. And then and then I I have to find another random celebrity to try and who is performing outside of their expectations to uh, to enjoy. You know, it's a shame. I, I don't, you're not a Star Trek guy, right? I am kind of. I mean, I used to watch the old, uh, you know, the old show. I love, Wrath of Khan is one of my favorite movies ever. So you're an original Shatner, that crew. Because I grew well, up yeah, on that's, Next well, Generation. That's, well, I well that's, what I, that's what I grew up with. I mean, I enjoy Next Generation. So, Next Generation's great. But so Star I, Trek has like a resurgence going on right now, right? So you have Star kind Trek of, Discovery, yeah, I mean, which started in like the... Kirk era, and then they threw them way into the future, and mm-hmm. now they're coming out with a with an with a Star Trek where it's like uh, Pike, it's like him, you know, being oh, yeah, the yeah, captain yeah. of I the first Enterprise, and then and they say that uh, one of the, like they were advertising that uh, Young Uhura was going to be on. Yeah, she's uh, already been. Yeah, the... Young Uhura, Young Spock. They, they've already made cameos in Discovery, I think. Um, mm, okay, they started in that era and they got through. And then you have Picard, which is magnificent. I saw that they did an animated series called, um, which I, I'll bring up. I'll bring up, and I'll tie this all back around to the Jeff Goldblum. Sure, I promise. Um, called uh, Lower Decks. Lower Decks, yes, I have heard of this. And it's magnificent. It's a comedy show about like the worst ship in Starfleet. And <laughs> on that ship, it's the lowest ranked crew members on that ship. And it's all animated. And I thought it was brilliant. But I bring this up because episodes ago, you said that um, uh, Andrea watches a show called Below Deck. Yes. And <laughs> that's what I thought you were talking about. Because I was like, oh, we have something to talk about. And then I saw an advertisement for it. I realized it was for a fucking boat. And not for Wait a minute. You thought I was talking I thought you were talking about Lower Decks. You, you, you thought the show that I said that Andrea was watching was an animated Star Trek show. Yes, I did. You do not know my wife at all. 
You know what? I don't, but I hoped that that was the case. I bring this up because I think they're missing an opportunity. I think we've seen Star Trek in the future. We've seen Star Trek in the past. We've seen Star Trek running parallel to each other. And what's the common theme of all Star Trek? Intensity, right? Edge of the world, the universe collapsing. Sure. Brink of humanity hanging in the balance. But there has to be a purely diplomatic ship out there being sent in to charismatically kind of persuade and kind of work and just kind of diplomatically make sure everybody's okay. And Jeff Goldblum needs to be the captain of this ship. Yeah, it's just okay. Jeff Goldblum going in and being like, hey guys, and she's having a good time. And, then, <laughs> and you, got one, you got one guy who's been downgraded from like a purely military vessel who just doesn't get it. And it's just Jeff Goldblum trying to figure out scenario. I would, I would watch the shit out of this shit. Well, listen, I will watch Jeff Goldblum in just about anything. And I know this because I watched Independence Day 2. And oh my what God, a piece did of you? garbage that was. I haven't seen it. No, I have not don't, seen don't bother. It. It's awful. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So where are we going here? <laughs> I thought we were going to find an out somewhere. And I was I, hoping I, the Jeff Goldblum thing could land in some way, but I, I, did, I needed a name for the ship. I was hoping to find one along the way. Hmm. The USS out. <laughs> right. Um, the USS just What's wrong with you? Out of just us going, mm, hmm, mm, mm, yeah. Mm, mm, mm. Has your mom said anything about me recently? About you? Yeah, they've had some. They've, they've had some questions here and there, but nothing that you know. Just tell them the easiest way to understand what I'm going through right now is to pop in my cousin Vinny, because that's what I feel like being up here in Watertown. Every time is I step it that out, much of a is, is it back Watertown? It's, like, is it's it that a, bad? It's it's like a hybrid, but it's like it's like people who snowbird with million dollar homes and then people who never leave. But mm. there have been a couple of times where I've gotten kind of like those looks where I'm like, I don't blend here. You know, I, I like I have a Marissa Tomei next to me being like, yeah, you, you blend. have you. You have kind of a Doc Hollywood vibe yes, going that, on. Good reference. Thank good you. Reference. I do what I can. Yeah. Um, I don't know what the out of I was going to bring something up in the podcast. There's just no really good way for it. When I was driving up here, I had to throw a shirt out at a rest stop. What did you do that you had to throw a shirt out? So I'm driving. And as I'm driving, I got like this little black fuzzy on my farm. And I go, I flick it off, right? I look down, I see another black fuzzy in the exact same spot. And I'm like, what am I, in the fucking twilight zone? I flick it away again, start driving. I look down, I see it's there again. And I realize that I'm covered in these tiny, like like corkscrew black fuzzy type of things, right? Are they now, from the shirt? For those of you who do your own laundry, you have run into this problem before where like a shirt's, like the shirt's like molecular stability has just given out. And like <laughs> now it's just populating little black fuzzies. I think it came from a blanket that I washed. I washed this blanket and I was carrying this blanket into the car, but I stopped off at a rest stop and it was all over me. And like these black fuzzies are like the herpes of clothing wear. Like you cannot get rid of them. And I made a conscientious decision because if I throw this in the wash with my other clothing, it's gonna get every, like all of them are gonna get infected with this stuff. But okay. I just popped the shirt off, threw a uh, hoodie on and just walked out. Wow. There's no real, there's no real punchline to this, which is why I can bring it up in the podcast because there's no real out for it. But oh, well, I figured thanks. midway through, we could find something with it. But thanks, then, thanks for bringing that up. I, that, I mean, that, thanks that's, for bringing up something with no punchline. <laughs> that's great. <laughs> <laughs> this is the opposite of yes and this is no why <laughs> no that's, why that's... <laughs> <laughs>
Hey, everybody. Thanks for sticking your ears between two sterns. Please leave us a five-star review, even if it's a sarcastic one. Be sure to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Have an idea for the show? Or are you also Jared Stern? Shoot us an email. You can find links to everything at jaredstern.com.